Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. This morning, the topic for our sermon is God is speaking. God is speaking. Can you tell the person by your side, God is speaking? All right. Say it one more time. God is speaking. Thank you. We didn't say God was speaking or God has spoken, but we're saying God is speaking. God is a God who continues to speak. In Psalm 62 verse 11, the Bible says, Once God has spoken, twice have we heard that power belongs to God. And also in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says that in the past, the Lord spoke to our forefathers. And he gave us the means by which God spoke to them in, in the past and the means by which he's speaking to us today to emphasize the fact that the God that we serve is a God who continues to speak to his people. Now, if you if you've been if you've been part of this congregation in the last one month, you will discover that God has been speaking to us expressly. Of course, God has always spoken to us as a people, but the Lord is taking a new dimension in speaking to us in this congregation because we are in a new era. We are in a new time or season, and so the Lord has some messages for us that he wants us to hear. So God is speaking. He has spoken through this Holy Spirit. He's spoken and he's still speaking through his prophets. And he's speaking through his word that he has sent to us. So if you have been attending the Bible study or attending the sermons or services on Sundays, you'll discover that the Lord has been actively speaking to us. God is a God who speaks. He's not a dumb God. And so those of us who are worshipping God must know that God is always speaking. And he has a word for everyone. I pray that this year, as the Lord continues to speak, you will hear his voice in the name of Jesus Christ. The voice of the Lord will be clear to every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. None of us will not understand, none of us will fail to understand what God is saying at this time in our life as a church and in our lives as individuals. So the Lord is speaking. And some of the words that's been speaking to us as a congregation may be very new to many of us, or some of them may not be very palatable to us, but the fact is that if God is the one speaking to us, it is our responsibility to do what? What is our own responsibility? To do what? Listen. There's this song we sing in the children's ministry. It says, God has something to say, isn't it? God has something to say. What do you do? Uh-huh. For God has something to say. How many of us want to hear the voice of God this year? I want to hear God's voice. You know, because if God speaks to me and I'm able to identify God's voice, I won't fall into a mistake. I will, I will not go where I'm not supposed to go. I'll be able to have his direction and I'll be able to please him. And that is why it is important for every one of us this year to make up our mind that whether he's coming from the pulpit or it's coming from his word, or it's coming to your heart through his Holy Spirit, that you listen to what God is speaking. So this morning, God is speaking. Tell the person one more time, God is speaking. God is speaking. And you see, it is very important that we connect to God's voice and we align to him. If God is speaking, as a congregation, now if he's speaking through his servants, and you cannot align there will be a problem. 
And so it is important that every one of us will tell God, Father, as you are speaking to your servant, as you are speaking to the leadership of the church, help me to align with your voice. Help me to understand your voice, to know that you are the one speaking and to receive. Because if you do not align, the words might feel, might seem like, what, what is all this? Why do we need all this? What is going on? Yes, something is going on. There is a move of God because we are in a new season. And only those who are ready for the move will enjoy the move of God. You know, one thing that we fail to remember as people is that if you want to remain where we are, we cannot experience God afresh. The reason why we have a pastor, a new pastor, is because we are ready, I believe, for a change, isn't it? And you know, I said sometime last year, towards the end of last year, when I preached on preparing for a new minister, that things must change. But change is costly. But we must be ready to do what? To, to change. And so if, if, if you want it to be the way it has always been, then you will not hear God when he's speaking. Because the way you will interpret what God is saying is not the way that you should interpret it. And so every one of us this year must, must begin to have the ear of the Holy Spirit to, to, to have the Holy Spirit speak to us and grant us understanding, deep understanding of his word and of his voice so that we know that he's the one speaking. So we need hearing aid. You know, hearing, you know, in, some people use uh, so that they can hear very well. We may need the Holy Spirit. God, help me do something with my, hear, my ears so that I can hear you. We may need to change our lenses. Hello. You know, I said it one time like that. That if you do not have the right lens, it will it work? Hello now. Me, I always like feedback. Will it work? Uh-uh. Those of us who use glasses, if your, if your prescription is wrong, you, you won't, there will not be any miracle. I remember sometime last year, I changed my lenses. And they gave me the wrong prescription. So when I wore it, I, I discovered I couldn't use, it, use the glasses. So... I managed for like one week. Uh, it didn't work. So I went back to the hospital. And the doctors, the, I, I now saw another doctor. And you know, they, don't, they, they will not want to. Uh-huh. So I saw another doctor. And the doctor said, ah, what my colleague did. Well, no, not really bad. Not really, it wasn't completely wrong. But it was supposed to, but don't worry. Uh, well, why not go with this, this one that he has given you? Go, go home with it. Continue to use it. If you use it for one week. And it's still... <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why I said I couldn't use something for more than a week and I brought it back. You still said I should go. Anyway, I went. So as I was leaving, he said, try to use it more regularly. Maybe you will, you will adjust. So as I was going that day, I decided to remove the old one and put this one up on, put the new one on. But I couldn't see. I, I removed this. So I went back. I said, just have, you need to give me the right lens. And that was what I had to pay for the new lens. To be able to use, you, you get what I'm saying? So some of us, we may need to do what? Change your, tell somebody, change your lens. Yeah? Change your lenses so, once you are seeing, see it better. So that you can see what God is doing. If you are wearing the, some of us are still wearing the old lenses. You won't see what God wants to see. This year, you will see in Jesus' name. You will see what God is doing. And you will hear God clearly in Jesus' name. So God is speaking. God is what? 
God is speaking. Now, as a reminder, God has spoken to us expressly this year in this assembly that this is our year of what? It is our year of what? That, those words might just look like supernatural help. Well, in fact, when, when we first received the word from the pastor before he came in December, supernatural help, Nehemiah. Well, we know Nehemiah. Okay, let's see what happens. But now we know that it is deeper than what we're seeing. That the book of Nehemiah is loaded. If, as we hear God, as he begins to open to us and speak to us. When we came to Bible study last Wednesday, I was just, you know, verse 1 alone. Verse 1 alone. You know, when God was bringing words and, you know, you just discover, wow, God is speaking. God is speaking. So it's our year of supernatural help. And many people, many churches have declared this year to be this, to be that to their members. But, and, but many people have not really received God's word. The reason why many people run from church to church is because they want a word for their life. The reason why many people look for prophets and pastors is because they want a word for their life. Do you believe that if you stay with God in this congregation, you will hear what God is saying and you will receive that word from God? How many of us this year, you want to stay with God? You want to receive from God? You will hear God as he speaks to you in the name of Jesus. God is speaking. Tell someone again, God is speaking. God is speaking. Now, this morning, God will be speaking to us from verse 1. And I want us to consider, he wants us to consider the names, the two names that we find in verse 1. What are the two names that we find in verse 1? Nehemiah and what? Akalia. So, Nehemiah was the son of Akalia. The name, the name Akaliah means wait for Jehovah. It means what? So fill in that gap. Wait for Jehovah. Tell somebody, wait for Jehovah. In the semantic culture, names have significance and are suggestive of many things, such as events surrounding the conception and birth of the person's or person in question, the experiences of the parents, the expectation of the parents of the child, God's direct instructions to the parents of the child. So in, in Africa, you know that you don't just give names. You give names for what? For a purpose. And so the name Hakaliah means what? Wait for. It means what? Wait for Jehovah. If I go on waiting and not saying anything, what will happen in the next few minutes? What will happen? People will become afraid. Maybe pastor will come and say, I hope everything is okay. Waiting is tough. Waiting for anything is what? It's tough. Nobody loves to wait. Is there anyone here who loves to wait? Even children, they don't want to do what? A baby is hungry. You don't answer him immediately. What happens? So, 
Waiting is not easy. And I'm sure that Africans are the ones who actually find it more difficult to do what? That's why when we want to, anything we want to do, we are doing what? We are always rushing. But that name, Akalaya, the Lord is speaking to us and telling us that. Wait for Jehovah. Wait for God. In 2018, God is telling somebody, wait for me. Do what? I don't know what you are waiting for. I don't know what you are expecting or you have expected from God. But God is telling you in 2018, just wait for me. It is not easy to wait, especially when everybody is getting that which you think you deserve. It's easy for them to get. They are looking for a job, they get it. They want to marry, they get it. They are looking for children, they get it. They want, they, they, they want promotion, they get it. And you, you are still waiting. You begin to question God. You begin to ask, why has it not happened to me? Is that person better than, than, than I am? God is saying, wait for me. Wait on me. It is possible that the parents of Akaliah waited before they had him or they gave him that name as an instruction for him to always wait on God. One thing is clear from that name, and that is it pays to wait on God, and it also pays to wait for God. Now, there's a difference between waiting on God and waiting for God. Waiting on God and doing what? When you wait on, you know, waiters do what? They wait on people. So if, if I come to be served, and you are the waiter, you are waiting on me. Will you, will you tell me, madam, I want close. So finish. And what will you do? You wait until I finish. So if I take an hour before I finish, what do you do? You wait to do what? To offer services. How do we offer services, services to God? As we worship in, in prayer, in praise, in doing his assignments as he, as he leads us. We are waiting on him. While we are also waiting for him to do what? To answer our prayers and to do the things we expect him. So you must wait on God and wait for him. I do not know what you have waited and waited and waited for, but I tell you, waiting is not easy. Even from the normal day-to-day things, today now we finish, you tell your wife, let's go home, and she's busy talking with somebody, what will you begin to do? What will you do now? You, you, will, you wait and you until any time. What will you do? Some husbands might even shout, oh. Hey, madam, you think we are going to sleep in church? Look at time. Even if he has nothing to do at home, nobody loves to wait. When my husband sometimes takes me to the market, eh? immediately I'm leaving the car, he will tell me, madam, don't stay too long. But many times I go and I come after 20 or 30 minutes. I say, ah, ah, eh? did you not see, see that I've been waiting here? Ah, what, what are you buying? And ah, I just left now. That's what I'll say. I'm, I just left now. But he's been waiting. So the person who is waiting knows that it is tough. Hello? The person who is waiting knows that what? It is tough. But as you cannot, as you cannot time... Time the customer that you are waiting on and say, look, look at time. You don't time God. But many of us, what are we doing? You are telling God, God, I'm 35. 
I'm 36. I'm 37. I'm 38. God is not seeing it that way. In fact, this morning, God, God told me to tell somebody, you are not a failure because you are waiting. I, I, I hope you heard that. That was God's word to me. He said, tell somebody, you are not a failure because you are waiting. Because <laughs> it is easy for you to think, if everybody is having a child and I don't have, then I'm a failure. If everybody is getting promoted and I'm not promoted, then I'm a failure. If I finish school for three years or four years and I do not have a job, it means I'm a failure. But God, God is telling you this morning, you are not a failure. How many of us believe God's word? You are not a failure. Because you are not where your friends are, your colleagues are, your mates are, does not mean you are a failure. That word is coming to me very strong. If that word is for you, can you just raise your hand and just pray to the Lord. Today, Lord, I receive your word. Tell the Lord, I receive your word that I'm not a failure. I'm not a failure. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You are not a failure, people of God. The Lord will appear on your behalf. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You are not a failure. So waiting may be tough. The Bible says, those that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Shall renew their strength. So waiting on Jehovah is necessary. And that is the word for us this morning. That is the only way you can be supernaturally helped. Supernatural, not natural. So for God to help you, you must wait on him. Look to him alone. You know the passage that I remember about when he was praying. He said they looked to him and their faces were what? Their faces were what? And their faces were, they, 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 they were not put to shame. You will not be put to shame. In the name of Jesus Christ. The second name is the name Nehemiah. And we know that recently we've been getting familiar with the man Nehemiah. And interestingly, I haven't seen anyone by the name Nehemiah. Do you know anyone called Nehemiah? I've not seen no. I've not seen. We have Jeremiah, but I've not had Nehemiah. I'm not saying there are no Nehemiahs, but saying that it is not a common name. But this morning, maybe some of us will adopt that name, Nehemiah. You are not saying amen. Don't worry. You will say amen very soon. So the name Nehemiah means Jehovah comforts. Write it down. Or God will comfort. Jehovah comforts or God will comfort. Simply put, God is the only one that has the ultimate power to bring comfort and succor. That name may suggest that this man, Akalaya, the one who waits on Jehovah, and his wife, they had gone through some unpleasant experience or experiences. So after waiting for God or waiting on the Lord, he, God, intervened and they declared Jehovah comforts. So in, in my language, in the Yoruba language, it means Oluwa Tumininu. It means what? He gave me comfort. I do not know what it means in your language. During the first service, I was asking people to tell me what it means in their language. Uh-huh. So, Igbo. Mrs. Mwosu, where are you? Eh? Where is she? Where are you? Igbo uh, Kwenu. 
So, it means what? Kasi. Nkasi. I didn't hear you. Nkasi. Nkasi obi chuku. Chuku must be there now. Nkasi obi chuku. Thank you. Now, does that carry some weight? Does it carry some weight? God comforts. God comforts. In Aosa, what does it mean? You know, Aosa, you also have your own other tribes. But I want the general Aosa. eh? Tongue twisting. (laughs) Allah. Mejekai. Allah, Mejekai. God comforts. Thank you. Uh Which which other language or languages? Aquaibom. Aquaibom. I hope you know. I hope you know. You know some of our people, they don't, they, they don't know. What does it mean, Akwaibom? Ah, Emmanuel, what are you looking at? <laughs> Reginald. Idongesit. Hey, Ndong. Ndongesit. Ndongesit. Thank you. Uh-huh. Any other one? My brother, we are from Japan, right? Yes, no. Are you from Japan? Can we have it in Japanese? Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> Can you say it one more time? Say it one more time. He wants the mic. mic. Ah, they say they want the mic. Okay. The beauty of hearing these names or this name being interpreted in our language is that it gives it deeper meaning. Okay, so let's hear it in Japanese language. Kami no heiyan. Thank you very much. So now in your own language, what is the meaning of that word? Oluwatsu meaning God will comfort or God comforts. What is the meaning? Can you say it to yourself? The Lord will comfort. See, another thing the Lord told me is that comfort may not come because you have, after you have received solution. But while you are still in that situation, I will send my comfort. Am I making sense? That though you are still in that situation, the comfort of the Lord will come. And that is what will help you to be able to cope when you are passing through it. Hello? You know, we studied the three Hebrews today in Sunday school. They had not entered into the fire. They, but they knew that God was able to give them every grace that they needed to pass through it. So they could declare that even if the king, whatever he will do, we won't bow because God is there to comfort us. And that is God's word to you this morning. That is there. You know, he said, when you are passing through the waters, I will do what? I will be with you. When you are passing through the rivers, it will not overwhelm you. When you are passing through the fire, it will not burn you. The flame will not set you ablaze. It is when, not if. It is not if you are. It is when you are. 
And so, while you are going through it, receive comfort. Tell, the, tell yourself, I receive comfort. I receive the comfort of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will intervene. So, when God intervenes, he brings comfort. His move always brings comfort. So are his help and his acts. The situation you are going through is a platform for you to experience supernatural help and comfort in your life. Second Corinthians chapter 1, from verse 3 to 11. Please change that to 11. Shed more light on some reasons why you are going through that situation at the moment. Let's quickly open to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 1, from verse 3. We see some of the reasons why we go through the things we go through. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of compassion and the God of, of how many comforts? Of how many comforts? All comforts in every situation. God is there to comfort. So the first reason is, God is saying that you are going through it. What you are going through is a platform for you to experience his comforts. A platform for you to experience his comfort. Verse 4. Who comforts us in all our troubles? So in all of our troubles, God is present to comfort us. He's not far. He's not far. He's there. So what you are going through, your being in church today is part of God's way of comforting you. Because he knows or he knew that you needed to hear this word. God will comfort someone this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two, God is saying that that present experience in your life is a platform for you to learn how to comfort others. In other words, to learn how to minister comfort to others. Verse 4b, says, it says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have what? Have what? Have received from God. If somebody comes to you. Maybe you, you, you visit somebody who, who has been bereaved and everybody who hasn't gone through it and you know that we know how to comfort people, in quotes. It is easy. Words are cheap. So you come to somebody, ah, ah, why are you crying? Be strong. The Lord is with you. Be strong. That person will be telling himself. You can say that again. You are not the one sitting here. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. But if somebody who has been there comes to say, Madam, this thing you are crying about, it happened to me. What will that woman do? She will change, the, change her sitting position, isn't it? Because she wants to... This is a practical experience. So she will be thinking to herself, ah, this one as is standing. Though she has gone through it, eh? she, she can smile. She can, so she can survive. That means I can survive. Isn't it? So God is taking you through that situation so that you can become a minister of what? A minister of comfort. That's the best way. The best way to receive comfort is from people who have been there. If somebody who hasn't been there is comforting you, you will hear, but it will not enter. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. Job's friends. Miserable comforters. That's what the Bible called them. They were talking to Job. Instead of comforting Job, they were actually making the case worse. worse. And that's what I see many times when we go and visit people who have been bereaved. It's better for you to keep quiet sometimes, in fact many times, than to speak. Because people, when they come, 
they, they begin to say rubbish. I'm sorry to use the word here. I'm sorry. But they begin to say things they were not supposed to say. You are like, ah, just keep quiet. Just keep. The person wants to cry. He says she didn't cry. He lets him cry now. Is it not part of ventilation and, and grief process? So God is saying, I'm taking you through this. It may not be bereavement. I mean, whatever you are going through. But see it as God taking you through a school. And you know you cannot graduate to another class until you pass. Tell the Lord, I will not disappoint you. Can you tell the Lord, I will not disappoint you? You will not disappoint God in Jesus' name. Number three, God is saying that through that situation, you must trust in Christ. You must trust in Christ. For only in him can comfort overflow. Verse five. Verse five says, for just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ, our comfort does what? Overflows. Your comfort will overflow this year in the name of Jesus Christ. God is saying that what you are going through is a platform for you to develop virtues of patience and what? Perseverance. Patience and perseverance. You cannot learn patience. You cannot learn perseverance. You've not gone through any tough time. Who is your teacher? You cannot, you cannot, you, you, my people say in Yoruba that the man that hasn't been to a war, war front can say he's a man. Hmm? You can boast that you're a man if you haven't seen anything. But when you now face it and you come out, we can say you are a man. Hello? We can say you are a man. You know, we had, uh, you had, we had uh, somebody called something yesterday. Eh? Uh, generalissimo of the entire, I don't know the war he has fought. Is it, you, f- you fight war by your mouth? Generals are people who have won battles. Hello? Hello? So you learn patience, you learn perseverance as you go through that situation. The Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Number five, God is saying that in this year of supernatural help, you do not rely on yourself, but on him. Verse nine, the reason why you're going through it is that you don't rely on yourself, but on him. Verse nine, he says, indeed, in our hearts, we'll false the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not do what? Rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Second Corinthians, I think 12, verse 7, Paul said, the Lord gave him a thorn in the flesh so that he would not become boastful or proud. God had to give him that situation so that he would, be, he would always look up to him. God is making you look up to him. He wants you to continue to look up to him. That's why he, he has allowed you to be going through that which you are going through. You will not disappoint God in Jesus' name. Number six, God is saying that you should trust him to deliver and help you. Trust him alone to do what? To deliver and help you. He will deliver you. He will help you this year in Jesus' name. Verse 10, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. He has delivered us before and he will continue to deliver us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number seven, God is saying it is a platform to pray and experience mutual intercession. 11a, 11a, as you help us by your prayers. As you help us by your prayers. So it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to learn prayer. Nobody learns to pray. When, I mean, easily. Let me put it that way. Nobody became a prayer person easily. Am I making sense? Yeah? It, it didn't come easy now. Do we always love to pray? No. 
Something will force us to pray. I will not have any choice but to do what? To pray. And so the situation that we are in gives us opportunity as a church to come together to pray. Gives us opportunity as a people to also pray to God. So it is a, it is a training school for you to develop that, that ability to pray and intercede. The Lord will hear your voice in Jesus' name. Number eight, God is saying that the experience you are going through is to prepare you for corporate praise and celebration. They will celebrate with you this year in Jesus' name. Do you believe they will celebrate with you? They will celebrate with me this year in the name of Jesus Christ. In verse 11b, it says, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be concerning every one of us in Jesus' name. So who are the people that God comforts? Who are the people that will receive the comfort from the Lord? Number one, those who wait patiently. They wait how? They wait how? Patiently. You know, because you can wait, but you are not waiting in patience. When you are waiting, for instance, somebody has the key to the house. So, or your husband has the key to the car. Because, you know, if, you, if the, the key had been with you, you would have just gone home. But now he has the key. You cannot go home. You, you now have to wait by fire, by force. So how will you be waiting? Mm, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be what? Grumbling. That's not the kind of waiting God is expecting from us. He says we should wait. How? Be still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. So you are waiting. You are not saying what you should not, you should not say. You are not abusing God. You are not getting angry with God. But you are waiting how? Patiently. It is hard to wait patiently these days because many Christians are popcorn Christians. Hmm? They are what? How long does it take to, to get popcorn ready? How long now? How long? And how long does it take to finish it? How long does it take to finish it? You are not talking to me. Sharp, sharp. And how satisfying is, is popcorn? Can, can, can popcorn fill you? Hello? If you go, for, if you go to cinemas, they give you popcorn, Abby. You are eating, you are eating, you are eating. When you finish, you are, hungry, you are full. You are full. When you get home, you are not eating dinner. Because you have had popcorn. The miracle some of us are expecting. Because it's not popcorn miracle, you need to wait. If you are going to cook serious edikaikong or vegetable or jollof rice, will it take time? Will it take at least one hour? Will it? When you finish eating it, how will you feel? Abby, some of us won't even eat dinner. Because we are already... So the miracle God is preparing for you is not popcorn. Tell somebody, it's not popcorn miracle. So wait. Patiently do what? I hope I'm making sense. Thank you. God help us. Number two, those who wait in faith. Those who wait, how? In faith, they believe. They are waiting. Micah 7, 7 says, but as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. The Lord will hear you. In the name of Jesus. Your voice will be heard by God. 
in the name of Jesus. Number three, those who wait in holiness. They wait how? In holiness. You will not go where you shouldn't go. You will not put your hands in the things you will not, you should not put your hands. You will not, you will not sleep with that man. Because if I don't sleep with him, he say he will not marry me. Other men have come and I said no and they didn't marry me. You will not, you will not sleep with him and sell yourself cheap. You will not, you will not change the figures because you want promotion. You won't do that, what that man said you should do because you want promotion. You will not go where you shouldn't go. Drink that water, green water, uh, red water, holy water, incisions because you want a child. You wait in holiness so that the testimony will be sweet. It will be what? <laughs> it will be what? You know when somebody is sharing testimony, you will enjoy to listen, isn't it? But if the testimony, if, if the thing didn't come from God, when you are sharing the testimony, the, you know Satan now, he'll be telling you, hmm, where did you go? What did you do? Our testimony will not have K-Lego. It will be about God. And only God will take the glory. I'm not saying don't, don't seek medical help. No. Science is a gift from God. But anything that you cannot openly tell anybody that you did to get to where you are, don't do it. The end sometimes, or many times, may not justify the means. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number four, those who wait in expectation. David said, I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Where? Where? You will not die before your miracle. In the name of Jesus. You will see those students, they will get married before you. In the land of the living, the Lord will do it for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number five, those who make the most use of the situation. People will make use of the situation. Some people, because they have not, they don't, they don't have a, a man or they don't have a wife, they begin to look miserable. They are not improving themselves. They are not enjoying their lives because of what they are waiting for. Enjoy your life. Before children come, enjoy your life. Hello? Do what? Because if children have not come, so you now have hypertension. When they come, what will you use to take care of them? Hello? Am I talking to somebody? You don't have a job, so you must wear one shirt everywhere in Lagos so that when they see you, they know that something is wrong with you. You are not for pity. Hello? You are not for what? You are not for pity. Because you are looking for a husband. So you, you will now dress. No hearing. No, no, you know, you look like somebody who is sick. And they will say, sister, I hope no problem. Even those who are not supposed to ask you, we ask you. Are you for pity? Tell somebody you are not for pity. Uh-huh. Thank you. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So wait and make most use of the situation. I believe that this morning God has spoken to somebody. Has the Lord spoken to you? God is speaking to you. He's saying, wait for Jehovah, because Jehovah is the one that, do, that does what? That comforts. Wait for Jehovah because he's the one that does what? Comforts. And as a church, God has spoken to us. You know, God gave me Psalm 46. Yes, Psalm 46, verses 5 and 6. As I was praying, God, God, God said, for his church, these are his words for his church. Let's see. Bible says, God is within her. She will not fall. God is in this congregation. The church will not fall. He says, God will help her at what? It's a new day. God is coming to help us. Verse 7. The Lord Almighty is what? 
is with us. Do you believe he's with us? The God of Jacob is our is our fortress. These are the words of the Lord. So to you, as a member of Equal Baptist Church in this year of supernatural help, hear what he's saying to you. Hold on to his word. Just hold on to him. He's speaking. Lord, you have spoken. I'm holding on to your word. No matter what it takes for me to wait, I will do what? I will wait. It may be tough. It may be rough. It may be difficult. I may feel like giving up, but I'm not going to give up. Can you just rise this morning? If you have made up your mind, you have made up your mind that this year, 2018, I'm not giving up. I've received the word of God and I'm running with the word. Can you just thank the Lord? Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your word. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website www.ekoibaptistchurch.org We look forward to having you back next week.